Hello, welcome to week 11 of the SSFL. Uh, back with the usual suspects, uh, Kevin coming hot off a of Canucks loss. Are you okay? All right, a bit better. How's it going otherwise? Sporting a beautiful mustache. Must, must have not watched any hockey tonight. Tony, how's it going? How's the mustache? Um, It's good. Yeah, everything's good. I think everything's pretty good. Eric, Except for the Canucks. Canucks are not good. No, no facial hair in sight. Uh, you wouldn't be able to see it if I tried, but also <laughs> I'll round out. I'm somewhere within the range of fine to good. So <laughs> good. you could always do the Justin Murray and uh, just for a minute. Got a little, I could. A little, little tint on it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, big week. We had the trade deadline, uh, some shenanigans there, some big trades to go over. And then um, lots of lots of blowouts this week, or lots of not close games. Um, should we start with the trade deadline? Yeah, I think that's fair. I'm scrolling back in my sleeper. Um, what was the Tony was trying to pull some more shit with the trade deadline, and yeah. did or didn't, didn't happen? It. What was it? Didn't happen. Uh, it's just, you know, I, I have just an honestly an embarrassment of riches at running back. And so I thought I would offer it up. But alas, you know, trade deadline has come and gone. So I'll just, uh, I guess I'll just have to bench Austin Eckler this week, which is absolutely insane. But so it was trying to trade a player that had played on Sunday. Yeah. Yeah. I guess it's probably something we should probably figure out for next year because in sleeper the trade deadline specifically says by the end of the monday night game mm-hmm. um or the end of the last game of the week but it doesn't really offer any insight as to what that means for players who have already played i think it just means that they change rosters and their points have already been scored like yeah that's kind of what i thought too which is like but then I, I can see how that argument is like kind of like the trade deadline's not really week 10 then because right. you're getting a game in week 10 and then trading them for week mm-hmm. 11. So, yeah, anyway, no, tr- no, one, no one was really interested, which is fine. So we didn't worry about that. But I would propose moving forward that maybe like the trade deadline's like Saturday at midnight or something. Yeah, yeah. that seems weird. Like, so like any other week if you have a player play on sunday and then monday morning you trade them you still get their points for sunday right like there's yep. no mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hmm. yeah and there's nothing seems... stopping you from trading away somebody who played on saturday to get somebody who's playing on monday night and put them in your lineup for that week if you have room like mm. you yep. can those are totally legal trades yeah it seems mostly like the solution should be like tony said just to move the trade deadline to like a time that doesn't make it sound weird yeah i think I, saturday sure. at midnight feels like a reasonable thing and i don't know so if does that's that mean that thursday night players are locked or oh yeah i think it should be wednesday at midnight oh that's not enough or thursday time, at though. game thursday at game time yeah thursday game time or thursday it doesn't feel game. like a lot of time during the week though to like make trades you know yeah, I, I don't think there's actually anything wrong with it being Monday night at the end of the game, so long as everybody just knows that's what it is. Like, I think oh, the issue yeah. is just that there's confusion. People are wondering, like, they don't know what the rule is. And as long as everybody's on the same page, I don't really see an issue with it. Yeah. yeah. So, um, I guess, yeah, so you, you just trade, like, let's see, hypothetically, um, like, I would, I, there was an offer for AJ Dillon, and so they just would switch rosters after the monday night game i guess like yeah. is that how it works yeah but if, we're, if it's going to be the end of the monday night game it may as well just be any other generic day that week like mm-hmm. at that point that's it true. sort of defeats the pe- uh, the purpose of like the week itself Not a yeah i know that's kind of what i was just... thinking yeah the only thing that i think it maybe is slightly juicy is i thought about with like half of the monday night done just posting and being like fire sale on travis kelsey right now you have an hour I thought that would be sort of entertaining during Monday night sweats, but then I decided not to do that. But I think it could actually be fun if you're watching Monday night and there's, you know, games happening and Monday night sweats and also people are trying to get last second deals in. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I guess there's, I guess like really when you think about it, there is no, 
like technical hurdle to that if you just operate under the assumption that if a player is started in your lineup then you get their points and whatever happens mm-hmm. after that is irrelevant yeah i don't really feel strongly about this either way i think it was more just like a weird scenario and mm-hmm. kind of uh, a quirk was the nfl trade deadline always um monday night when we did that fantasy I know it was always no. Thursday night. I'm pretty sure. Or, yeah. Huh. Also, speaking of trade deadline, I actually think with the extra game that it should be this week. I think it should be week 11 instead of week 10. I feel like. Yeah, that makes sense to me. I don't know if we took that into account or not. I don't feel like we did, but yes, it feels like did. there's still a lot of teams that would like to make trades right now. You know, so. I think we should do what baseball does and have a trade deadline that's meaningless and then have another trade deadline a month later. But actually this time, you guys. (laughs) (laughs) Do what baseball does is like probably a bad heuristic like for all things. What's worse, that or or the the NFL's legal tampering period for (laughs) NFL free agency? Which is yeah. like the is like an oxymoron. It cracks me up every time. Yeah. Did you hear about the Kyle Lowry tampering thing that happened the other day? No. Where somebody like I don't know some documentary filmmaker released some footage that they shouldn't have released that like shows Kyle Lowry texting with uh, Spolstra or whoever the coach of Miami is at this point, like five days before the tampering period ended, and Spolstra's like welcoming to the him to the team and it's this whole scandal of like Miami and Toronto were tampering before the dead or before the free agency opened it's like well they had a sign and trade within 15 minutes of the deadline starting (laughs) (laughs) what do you think was happening yeah what do you think happens in in these leagues some very fast lawyers to do anything Yeah. (laughs) yeah that's the opposite of any experience I've ever had with a lawyer um, um, should we jump yeah. into our first trade? Yeah. Tony, um, Tony and uh, Mike, Ezekiel Elliott and Brandon Ayuk for the Tampa Bay stack, Mike Evans and Leonard Fournette and yeah. Dawson Knox. Uh, Tony, give us the inside scoop. Yeah, so this was really the trade that was in the works. I think we even talked about it on the podcast, alluded to it anyway. But yeah, um, originally didn't go through because... Evans and Fournette were on by, but I, I don't know. I, I actually think objectively it's a pretty fair trade. I, I maybe gave up a little bit um, more than, I don't know. I feel like I gave up a lot, but I do believe in Ayuk going down the stretch. And I think Elliot as well is just like a, a little bit better than Fournette, even though Fournette's been actually fairly good for me. I think he's gotten a little bit lucky with touchdowns mm-hmm. and um the, the, the real reason I wanted to do this was heading into playoffs. I just didn't like the idea of having Fournette and Mike Evans on my roster. I felt that like severely limited upside. Um, and uh, yeah, I'm just, I am kind of banking on Ayuk having a good second half to like make up for the gap between him and Evans. But I think having Ezekiel Elliott is going to be, could potentially be league winning for me. So, and Dawson Knox, I don't know, that was someone I picked up and, Mike needed a tight end, so I just added him in to sweeten the deal. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I don't have too much to say about this. I, the Tampa Bay stack is a little awkward, but I'm also sitting on a Cincinnati stack that feels bad, so I don't know. Tony, Eric, yeah. any, or Eric, Kevin? I mean, this is just, this happens every year. Whoever's team is already going to win gets a good player at the deadline. Like, that's it, this is expected. Um, I don't actually really like the value for Mike. I think he probably could have got more for Elliot. Um, but I mean, not you know, you always, you always think that when you see a, a running back like of that stature change hands. Um, I think like it's hard because if you look at just the straight value of Fournette and Evans, uh, it's not the same thing as when you consider that they're on the same team, which you alluded yep. to. Like exactly. If they were the same value and they were on different football teams, I would feel way better about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I don't feel that good about it right now. Like I, I don't think Mike's team is drastically improved from where I was, to be honest. And I think, you know, I don't know. I feel personally like 
I wouldn't have made the trade partly just because ideologically, I don't want to trade with the person who's winning. Like, <laughs> you know, it's like you're playing Catan. Like you don't make trades with the person who's winning late in the game. Give me a break. It's an embargo situation. But there's, but, there's a difference with football where like, you know, if you are out of the running or like, you know, don't feel like you're in the running for playoffs, like, it can be beneficial to like, okay, what can I do to salvage the season? I'm not saying that's what Mike did or what Mike should have or could have done, but like, you know, you're also the quest for not last is real. Mm-hmm. You gotta get better punishments in your Catan games, clearly. <laughs> well, Mike's <laughs> Mike sucks at Catan too, so it's a pretty apt description. But uh, he called me about this trade like last week, and I told him exactly what we just said. I was like, the value is really not that far off if they weren't on the same team, but they are. And then he went out and won and still made the trade anyways, which I don't <laughs> really understand. Yeah. But and the other thing that I think is a little bit sneaky here is that um, Evans was like, he was getting by on touchdowns and, but not a lot of targets. And that was with Antonio Brown and Chris Godwin hurt. And Chris mm-hmm. Godwin came back and I'm expecting Antonio Brown to come back at some point. And I just, I just can't live with myself if in the semifinals Evans goes one for 12 and uh, like it would just feel so bad, which he is definitely capable of doing. So I just um, I just wanted to separate myself from that from that situation altogether. Fair enough. Um, Seems like a slight to moderate edge for Tony, but like nothing. Nothing, nothing league breaking, nothing too scandalous. Yeah, I mean, I think like it depends on how you value Brandon Ayuk, and I am valuing very highly down the stretch. So, um, you know, I think if if he can like be like a quality wide receiver too, then I mean, I I think then I have won the trade. But of course, he could also just be terrible. So I don't know. Um, speaking of high value running backs changing hands, I made a trade of my own with Jay. Uh, I sent him originally, he had posted something about wanting to move one of his tight ends that he had been holding on to for 10 weeks after drafting two tight ends. Um, and I sent him just like, I think one of my Cincy receivers for one of his tight ends, just like a straight one-to-one trade. And he sat on it for a while as Jay, you know, does. And then came back with this three-person trade. So I sent him Kenny Galladay, Nick Chubb, and Devonta Smith. And he sent me DeAndre Hopkins, Daryl Henderson, and Kyle Pitts. Um, I feel like I'm still okay with this trade, but I don't know. I could see it going either way. Brandon thinks uh, Jay got the better end, I know. Um, with the heuristic of just the person who got the best player did the best, which is weird, but I also kind of get where he's coming from. My thinking was, like, I have zero faith in Kenny Galladay. I don't think I've started him this year. He's been injured. He's been inconsistent. Like, I just, I, I don't even, like, like, it just seemed like a freebie to get rid of him. And I really wanted to improve at tight end. I've been struggling this year with these shitty tight ends and not being able to pick anyone that's going to do anything. And like, to me, there was a lot of value in just having a tight end that I could just set and forget and don't have to think about. I think Jay is a little bit of a homer for Devonta Smith and likes the Eagles, likes Devonta Smith. And so I felt like I was getting a little bit of value there too. Uh, Nick Chubb is a definite upside. Like he is clearly the best running back in this transaction, but like, I didn't feel like he was, it was that much of a downgrade to Daryl Henderson. I'm questioning that a little now, but that's where I was at. So yeah. What do you think? Eric's shaking his head. I, I don't see it as that much of a downgrade at all, to be honest. Like I know that the Browns are uh, a good offense and have a longer like rushing pedigree or whatever, but I think Henderson's super good. And I think that you, could very easily look back at the end of this year and think that you had the best player in the trade. So if DeAndre Hopkins doesn't play, like I, I think that's unlikely. They have a bye next week. Um, so like I, I'm fairly confident that coming into our game, he'll play, which is good. It's a Benny mm-hmm. Bowl, big Benny Bowl implications. But like if mm-hmm. DeAndre Hopkins doesn't play, 
how bad is this trade for me? Uh, yeah, I don't know. I think that if he never plays again, then yeah, you lost the trade. But <laughs> I don't think that's happening. And I think you're right. Like Kenny G completely forgot how to play the sax and uh, is just <laughs> not even presence anymore. So yeah, I um, they might like rest him and Kyler for this week with the bye coming up, which it, it kind of is tough for you because you missed out on three games from Hopkins. But even with that being said, like Kenny Galladay is a throwaway. And then, so even if you look at it, like Daryl Henderson being Kyle Pitts for Nick Chubb and Devonta Smith, like maybe it's a little bit in favor of Chubb and, Chubb and Smith, but even then you could argue that, like you said, the value at tight end is, is worth it. Um, and that's if DeAndre Hopkins is a total dead, which he won't be. Um, so, yeah. And I, and I agree with Eric. I think Daryl Henderson is not, I do think Chubb's a little bit better, but I don't think the gap is that big. And like Devontae Smith, yeah, he had two touchdowns this week. So like, obviously it's in the short term, you feel, it feels shitty, but I I don't know that offense doesn't, is not like prolific. Like I'm not expecting him to catch two touchdowns every week, you know? Um, So really the way I see it is you gave up like two starters and you got three in return that are like every week, no doubt starters for you and healthy. And so yeah, my my gut reaction was that I thought it was actually like quite in favor, like like maybe like 70-30 in favor of you. Um, I maybe adjusted a little bit more, but still, like I still feel like it, it's it's strongly in favor of your side of the deal, in my opinion. Okay, um, Kevin, you got anything to say? Anything to add? I don't have a whole lot to add. They pretty much hit it. I, I do think it kind of hinges on what Hopkins does. If Hopkins comes back and is like 65% of what he should be, you should win the trade. But if he does anything less than that, I, I think it makes sense for Justin. Yeah. Plus there's the Homer aspect with Devonta Smith, right? Cool. He just wanted to get his hands um, we on We want to do that. a quick recap of week 10. Uh, I kind of snuck by another victory with a 50 points from my boy, Patrick Ice. So I'm feeling good about that. That's a win we needed, a divisional win. We're into divisional games now. Um, lot Like Tony pointed out earlier, lots of low scores this week, though. We got a 64, a 66, a 57. Who was that? Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> Kevin, um, what happened? I got shit kicked. I knew it on Thursday. Anytime you're, you have a player that goes 0 for 7 on receptions, you know it's not your week. Um, I don't know. Uh, I don't have much to complain about. Like my team pretty much overall sucks. So I, I'm not going to sit here and play the pity card. Like, uh, I mean, if I, if I'm going to take any sort of angle, it's that Rogers has completely sewered my team <clears throat> by being rusty in week one for not showing up to training camp. And then Adams had COVID and then he had COVID and then he was rusty again from it. So four of however many weeks <laughs> your top dogs ain't barking speaking that's how of it goes. top dogs not, not barking our boy jesus's emissary himself playing a goose egg what happened eric uh i think um, like any prophet uh they go through some ups and downs and you know there's it's always darkest before the dawn mvp oh, yeah. race starts starts this week now <laughs> okay okay it's good to hear. Um, is there anything else worth highlighting? Yeah, he really does. Fuck. That guy sucks. <laughs> <laughs> He's so annoying. He's so annoying. I feel like the last, I think this, like, this publicity stunt he's done has actually, like, sort of yep. turned public opinion on him a little bit. I'm noticing a lot <laughs> yeah. more overall calling out on his dinkery. And it's just, like... I don't know. It's been a lot more prevalent, I think, in like the mainstream. It feels like everyone's a little bit done with it, two which two. I'm absolutely uh, here Kevin for. Having our episode title, so high five for that. Um, I think it really is a race to the bottom with Rogers and uh, Russell here. Like it just everything that they see from both of them is just like what the fuck. Yeah, it's almost too bad that Kevin and I don't have like a week fourteen matchup to decide a. <laughs> Yeah. the pr bowl you know <laughs> the bowl of public opinion um 
How would you how would you word that question? No, think, who is a bigger Dink dick? Is who is a bigger yeah, like both of them. they're both dicks in their own respect. Mm -hmm. That's fair. I guess exactly. that comes down to it's your interpretation, interpretation of dink. I mean, I think they're both dinks in different directions yeah, I like as well. It. It's just a it's absolutely a, a multi purpose word. Lots of utility there. Um, I don't really have much else to. No, last week went pretty much. There. I think uh, I said off uh, before we started recording that uh, it feels like justice was served and that the low scores got beat and the high scores won. The only one who's a little bit unlucky is maybe Kyle, who would have beat one, two, three, four, five others, but um, it's not even really top half. So can't be too mad about that. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. There's no like none of those like Sherry are like patented Sherry are like 72 to, you know, 69 type wins. Nice. Um, so, yeah, it feels good. Um, I think heading moving forward, we should look at the situation of these divisions because the spicy spicy division is remaining spicy. Yeah, I remember talking in like week five, week six, week seven, like, oh, the, the division's so tight, it could spread out it should like normalize or it could just be a complete clusterfuck and we're here and it feels like we are definitely in the latter we got three teams tied for first at five and five and two teams right behind them at four and six it's really anybody's division at this point i would even argue that with four games left that eric at three and seven is not totally out of it remember to make huge playoffs i mean wild cards probably out but uh mm -hmm. All he would need is like a second place finish. Um, right. So you'd have yeah, to win yeah. out. You have to essentially win out, but yeah. That's what I'm looking at too. I think seven and seven will take home the playoff spot in this division with some tiebreaker luck. And mm -hmm. like, yeah. You have good tiebreakers, you? It's a tall order. Well, I mean, like if I finished seven, seven, I would have good tiebreakers. I would have tiebreakers mm -hmm. on everybody except Brandon, which I think I would like you know, it's tight, but I think you probably have to give Brandon the edge. Like the betting odds are on Brandon right now, winning the division. Yeah. He's had a pretty good team and he's now in position tied for first. Um, tied for first with 150 points for on both Shar and I. Right. That's, yeah, yeah that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, you no, know, I'm agreeing with you for sure. He'd be like at like a minus 160 on the betting line for finishing <laughs> the division in first place. So uh, it's really it's a race for second for me, um, but uh, we'll see. I, I do have a tough schedule these last couple of weeks too. Like I'm I'm not feeling good coming into the, the final stretch here. Let's let's take a look at upcoming division matchups there. So we have Kyle and Eric. So obviously, uh, I I think it's safe to say Kyle's probably eliminated from playoff contention. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. It would take um, some serious shenanigans for six yeah. weeks. <laughs> uh, he's had a he had a really tough go this year. Um, I don't think necessarily any fault of his own, um, but uh, yeah. So obviously a must win game for Eric there, and then we have Kevin and James. That's actually an interconference uh, mm. game for Kevin. So important obviously you'd like to win but i guess you could argue if there is a week to lose <laughs> yeah like if you yeah, if you I'm four if, and six I, I think i need to win out too to yeah you know, like probably but if you think three and one like if eric thinks seven and seven is going to make it and you're looking at three and one down the stretch then this is the game you you can quote unquote afford to lose i would say but you're right you do need to win i also always lose to james <laughs> <laughs> james is heating up too james is heating up did as you well. see Carson Wentz? The like one play that I caught of him, he was trying to throw a pass left-handed. Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck? Just oh, it's the experience, man. Yeah. I'm sorry, but I just it just cracked me up, and I wanted to call it out because like, what the fuck? <laughs> the big matchup here, I think, is um, we have Sherryar and Brandon, both five and five. Um, is that this week? Yep, that is this week. Ooh, and yeah, we also have a – so that's big. And then we also have um, Brendan and Dion, so five and five versus Fuck. four and six. So um, – I'm screwed. I definitely need to win out then. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I got – I have a really tough schedule. I got Dion this week and then Tony next week with Mahomes on by. Mm. 
Yeah, everything coming up Millhouse for me this year, that's for sure. Um, yeah, I think Kevin uh, and Eric, in your best interest, would be a Dion victory here. Um, yeah, definitely. Yeah, to have two five and six teams and then one of um, Sherriar and Brandon to be five and six because one of them is going to win and lose. And that's somehow worked out every week is like, oh, someone's going to like separate. It's like, oh, no, just yeah. kidding. Like someone's up by like mm-hmm. a game or there's three people there. Yeah. Yeah, so those are, wow, uh, those are some heaters for you guys, for sure. Um, and then I don't know what what is, what do you guys got coming up in week 12? Because um, Kevin takes on Sherry Art. So there you go. So there's your chance. So, um, do you know, baby, we're out here. Aaron Rodgers <laughs> is back. Yeah. He's immunized. Don't ask him about it. <laughs> Um, I don't see he's got Zach Ertz on by. You have Christian Kirk on by, but other than that, it doesn't look like any huge buys. Oh, baby, I got I I get Brendan in week twelve with Patty Ice on a buy. Yeah, I lied. I thought it was Anthony, but yeah, I've got Eric on. uh, Oh wow! So there you go. So that's so this division. So like, yep, yeah, it's gonna be freaking wild. It's gonna be wild. The the other part. The other part about this that is crazy is there a, there is a chance that only one team makes it from our division. No, no, there's is no there two. two. What? Yeah. Oh, yeah. never mind. Okay. Yeah, that would be great For, though. I yeah. wish that that was a rule. I like that's part of the appeal of the. Um, oh, I'm not sweating, no man. I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, that's part of the divisions, right? That's why I like them personally because this happens, right? Like you guys are five and five, four and six, and and just like just you know grinding out for every win um yeah, yeah and then and then we got uh kevin also gets to play uh brandon so you haven't played brandon or sherry yet so mm-hmm. you yeah you got a chance to make up ground on the on the people in first there mm-hmm. i'm really counting on it i'm sure it's gonna and then happen eric gets to play dion too and he, that's someone he's looking not to get like it's crazy it's, a, it's, it's crazy a dog's breakfast mm-hmm. yeah yep and then Week 14, rivalry week, is uh, it's just a crapshoot. Crap <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's going to make it tough to break down, I think, the brackets because there's not like... Because there'll be no head-to-heads between any of the people that are fighting for playoff spots because it's yeah, all exactly. interdivisional. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh, that's sick. I get to play Anthony twice this year. Is that true? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> okay, so when you were saying Kevin could afford to lose James, I think that's a, oh, that's a no-go. Oh, that's true. Well, maybe I'll rest my starters in, uh, in week oh, 14 for you. My one running back as a bye that week. <laughs> Hopefully it's over before then. So this is the thing, actually, this is an example. Anthony made a comment a few weeks ago about like the NFL needs to lean harder into fantasy. And Brendan, I thought reasonably was like, how could they lean harder into that? They could not have bye weeks in week 14. They could like yeah. tighten up the buys. I never buys understood five to 10 and then get them out of the way. Yeah. I never understood why they um, like spread the buys out so much in the first place. Why don't you just like take three weeks out of the season, like seven, eight, nine, and just put all the buys in there this way it's it's fair for all the teams because like having like some teams get a buy in like week four whatever you don't need like a buy in week four and then some teams have a buy in week 14 like doesn't make any sense why don't you just like tighten mm-hmm. it all up there must be a reason maybe i actually I mean, don't I think know though one of the reasons would be to like have the most number of games happening every week yeah but that's what i think but then they're not even consistent about it because there's some weeks where there's two teams on by and there's some weeks where there's eight teams yeah. on by and like they they historically have done like okay if you play a london game you get a bye week the week after the london game and they did that for everybody except new orleans this year new orleans had to play a game the week after they went to london so i think i think teams get the option they can decline the the buy after london if they don't want Hmm. to so they probably said no um but yeah i don't know i never understood like why they just like scatter shot and like you said it's not even like consistent it's like it'll be like two teams, four teams, and then eight teams on by, and then like two teams, and I'm like whatever. Mm-hmm. But I mean, at least it's not in fantasy playoffs. I think that is the most important thing, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think this is my favorite time of the year for fantasy, though. Like the teams have like settled in. We're past the trade deadline, and it's just like a mad scramble to yep. the top and the bottom. It really every week is, especially for people in your position is like a playoff game like gotta get hot 
And the thing is, the funny part is, is that someone's going to do it too. Like two people are going to yeah. make playoffs from your division. So like, even though it might feel impossible for you, like it's going to happen to someone, it's probably not going to be both Brandon and Sherry are, I think, I think one of them is mm-hmm. going to miss playoffs. I so would be the least surprised if Dion just like went on a heater. Right. Yeah. Could happen. So then question, Anthony, you're looking yeah. at these standings, you're looking at the teams who that's currently like five and five or worse do you least want to play in a playoff matchup um a team that's (laughs) (laughs) i think i think kevin called that shot in week four (laughs) um i think i mean um brandon's team is is pretty good um so so that yeah but i actually am like a little bit worried about um like brendan's team if he makes playoffs with that trade um if patrick mahomes can get hot and he gets like um daryl henderson and deandre hopkins um that would be a little bit scary i actually don't think Deion's team is like very good i mean he his two running backs are tony pollard and zach ma oh he's got joe mixon coming back but yeah um and then from Oh, James's team is terrifying, actually. That's what uh, I was wondering if you yeah. would say. Yeah. Jonathan that would probably, probably be it. Yeah. Pretty, yeah. Best player in fantasy right now. So yeah. you don't ever want to play against that. Yeah. Right. I would be ecstatic if um, if James missed playoffs. I don't want to deal with that shit. Did you watch the first <laughs> quarter of their game last week? In the Colts game? No. He just like walked all over Jacksonville. Yeah. Like it was ridiculous. It seems like yeah. he cooled down a little. I didn't catch the end of it, but like he looked, he looked like the best uh, running back in fantasy right now. Yeah, he's been on an absolute tear. So that would be very scary to play against. And then he's also just like picked up Elijah Mitchell, which was funny because like you know I think he paid like whatever ridiculous amount of fab for him, and then he got hurt, and then was like, is this even worth it? And now he's clearly like the RB one in San Francisco, so that's always nice. Also, so, James outbidding me on the 49ers by $1, just a real piss off. <laughs> um, in like week three or four, James was slightly freaking out about, uh, about Robert Woods' situation. And he mm. offered me, a, he, we had a like agreement in principle for him to ship me Elijah Woods and, or Elijah Mitchell and Robert Woods for Amari Cooper. And I was like too scared to pull the trigger on it and didn't make the deal. I feel so dumb now, even with Robert Woods injury, like it just would have been so much better, but Elijah Mitchell was injured at the time. And like, it's funny that you say that because I had um, a weird deal with him too, involving Elijah Mitchell. Um, It was Robert Woods and Elijah Mitchell for Mike Evans. Um, That was, I had offered him a trade and then he had countered with that. And that was like right after Elijah was like hurt or whatever. Mm-hmm. And Mike Evans just came up. And so I was like, nah, I didn't do it. But um, I kind of like wish I had Elijah Mitchell, to be honest. But yeah, it's right. just All interesting. Right. So we're on the same page there. Yeah. Yeah. It was a sim- very similar deal. Um, and obviously like Woods ended up being much better too, because he was playing really badly. You can't predict the ACL tear, but yeah. Should we um, go through the week 11 matchups? Should we look at, is there anything to talk about in the other division? Like, I think it's not nearly as exciting. Um, I think the second place good. race, the second yeah. place race is very exciting. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I mean, in theory, I can be caught, although I have tiebreakers over Justin and Harsh. Or sorry, mm-hmm. I play Harsh this week. I have tiebreakers over Justin, Justin and um, Kenny. And then, so yeah. Did you clinch, or is there still that ridiculous Mike situation? Mike can't catch me because there's only four games left, and he yeah, lost. it was Mike had to win out, including the week yeah. we were in when we were talking about that. Hmm. So, but I don't think I've clinched right because, in theory, I guess Jane. I actually don't know. Did Jane no, you play? You haven't clinched the division because I haven't clinched the division. Weeks. No, yeah, no. but you've clinched playoffs. You have. You have clinched playoffs. Because right. you have, you'd have to have four people in the division pass you, and you have tiebreakers on all of those people and everybody in our division except Sherry R. 
Right. So the chances, like maybe there's a very, very, very specific situation where Sherryar finishes third and has a better record than you, but I didn't go that deep into it. I just figured like if Sherryar has a high enough record, he can't, he'll be one of the one or two seeds in our division and therefore won't be affecting your wildcard position. Right. Other than that, you have the tiebreakers against everybody in your division that could not go to the wildcard. Right, 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 right. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, that makes sense. I'm really, I need that buy though. I'm not, I mean, it would be a very, it would be a huge disappointment if I didn't get the buy at this point. Yeah. Like yeah. you'd have to go 0 and 4 and Justin would have to go 3 and 1 or better. Yeah. So. Yeah, that's true actually. Cause I have a tie break over him. All right, cool. Feeling good guys. <laughs> <laughs> but what are the matchups of this like going on in this week? So you're playing harsh. Which is yeah. like pretty spicy, actually, just in terms of like entertaining fantasy football. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, uh, next week is big in that um, Harsh plays Justin, which would mm. probably be like a win, could be like a winner out game for Harsh at that point. Um, and Justin also... could potentially be clinching a playoff spot there. Sorry. Mike also playing uh, Justin and then Tony has a lot of opportunity to do some like some dream crushing here. I already beat Mike. I saw it. Oh no! Or do I? Oh yeah, no, he's coming up. He's coming up. That's right. Week twelve. Yeah, yeah, that's true. So Mike is currently not giving like... Mike a eighty-five percent chance of winning that matchup over you. <laughs> <laughs> is Mike out of it? I don't like so. Like he wins out. He goes eight, eight and six. That. Yeah, I guess he's out of it in, in that division. Theory. Yeah, but as a wild card, do you think? Like, I, I think yeah, he could still make it. I think so. He only had to, he would only have to finish fourth in the division. He's two games back. Like it's tall order, but it's possible. It's just you know, it's not mathematically eliminated. <laughs> are we like, are we assuming that it's going to be both wild cards from division two? I think is a fair assessment. I don't think so. I would put money on it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's possible it won't happen, but I, f- I feel like it's it's too many of those likely. teams play each other. I think for like multiple multiple of them to get like to eight wins, so I right. think that four of them might do that in the other division. Right, but like the other division also has everybody playing each other at the same time. So like, yeah, but they already have four teams. They have one team above eight, one team at seven, and then two at six. So you don't need four wins. Those guys just need to get two. Whereas like oh sorry I thought you were saying the other no way no we're no. on the same yeah. page yeah. yeah 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 they're playing each other so one of them has to win you're gonna get like a couple of teams to seven eight wins easily I feel like just by mm-hmm. virtue of winning and losing right yeah I don't know yeah it's uh it's 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 definitely <laughs> exciting for everyone else but me I'm just kind of coasting at this point. Well, I mean, you could still do a lot to, um, like, affect who you play and who else makes it into playoffs, right? Like, yep. your games are very relevant. They're not just, like, oh, yeah, totally. By and... Yeah, they're relevant for, for everyone else, for sure. And also, I just want to put up the best record possible, you know? Don't want to get uh, too complacent. What do you feel like good... um, uh, the idea that... Um, in Brandon's uh, like other fantasy league, they the teams who get the buys um, get to pick their opponent. I guess actually, it's like the number one seed in the semifinal gets to pick the opponent for the semifinal of the team. I absolutely that, yeah. love that. Yeah, I kind of like it too because it makes it so entertaining. Yeah. I um, have watched other like games and things where they do that, like. The draft where like the higher ranked seed higher seeded people get to pick who they play against and it's so much fun when the low seeded people win. yeah it's like like i i think it's great i think it's a great like dynamic it's super fun mm-hmm. i think we should um add that to the off-season discussion list and and put it in because um yeah i think that i think that's uh, just like it's harmless it's super easy to do and it just creates like 
ultimately it doesn't really matter but it does create like it manufactures drama which is always nice oh that's what we're here for yeah (laughs) but also it most of the time people try to manufacture drama in fantasy football by like adding more luck into the game whereas this manufactures great drama without having to do that yeah exactly exactly it's a win-win it's a win-win yeah very into it kevin kevin seems unconvinced i'm not unconvinced i just i would rather be the three or four seed than the one or two to make that decision i'd much rather not have the uh you know the onus of that on myself (laughs) okay if we do this next year the people who are the one and two seed are required to come on the podcast and make their decision on the podcast in the most dramatic fashion big reveal light in the center of a basketball court (laughs) <laughs> I miss when we had Gary Dollywall reading out our picks oh and us having God. like walk up music for the draft. You know, I could that add was, some more drama. As a person that wasn't able to be there live, that was the worst draft ever because Gary kept fucking knocking the camera over and I couldn't <laughs> see the draft board. And the rest of the time he was just standing in front of it. <laughs> Wait, what draft was that that Gary was there? It was like, it was like it was a 2016. It was a long time ago. Boy. That was that was the original Zach Super was Bowl. Too, right? It was Zach and Gary. Yeah. Shout out to Sherry R's mom. Oh yeah, Super Bowl Sports is so good. All right, let's jump in. Let's uh keep it let's put a little bow on this and jump into the week eleven matchups and just kinda zip through them. Uh first off, myself cooking the sweaty spaghetti against Dion. Um I'm not feeling good about this. I think I'm going to have to get lucky. I hate all of my running backs. I hate running backs in general. Um, I don't have much to add. you got to love the uh, quarterback and the quarterback situation here. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of fun. They both should put yes. up some points, too. Yeah, that'll be a good game to watch. Um, Kenyon Drake, of course. I called it the week that I finally cave and start him. He puts up a medium... Uh, medium little thing so hopefully he'll bounce back against cincy but i'm not feeling good Sorry. about it a medium little thing is, i don't uh... make the words he didn't <laughs> he didn't do good uh I yeah got my receivers back at cincinnati or in cincinnati though so maybe that'll make up for it um but i think i'm gonna have to get lucky again yeah i'll be honest like i didn't realize henderson that you just traded for is on by, and if Hopkins is hurt, you're forced to start two Cincinnati Bengals and Mike Davis. Um, it doesn't feel particularly good. So, um, and also on top of that, you have Patrick Mahomes throwing to Tyreek Hill, who's on Dion's team, which always sucks when your quarterback's throwing to the number one receiver. Yeah, I'm taking myself, but I'm not feeling good about it. You're going to know a lot after Thursday night too, because you got Mike Davis and Kyle Pitts playing. Yeah. And I'm, uh, Tony, you... I'm taking Dion. I'm also taking Dion. Um, Jacoby Myers is going to be wide receiver one for the rest of season because he finally scored a touchdown. And if you guys want to guess who he fucking scored it against, obviously it was me. Uh, <laughs> versus career. It's a storyline all season. Not a big deal. Um, I mean, I only lost by 65, so the six points would have made much of a difference. But uh, every year, Dion's got a good team. He, he finds a way, so I'm going to go with Dion. Eric? I think it's especially funny, the Jacoby Myers thing, considering he had, like, three or four two-point conversion mm-hmm. uh, catches at this point. Like, basically touchdowns, but just couldn't score an actual touchdown. Yeah, no, it's hilarious. Anyway. Yeah. Hi, dude. <laughs> Thanks for helping. Uh, I'm also going Dion. Yeah, fair enough. It seems uh, rough. Gotta do what you gotta do. I'm just hoping to get lucky. I've been on a little bit of a luck streak here, and we're just gonna keep hoping uh, everything comes up Millhouse. Did you have any thought to uh, picking up Wayne Gallman on the free agency this week? I don't Instead know. Instead of starting is. Mike Davis? Okay, never mind. Because Corderell is potentially hurt for Thursday night. And Wayne Gallman came in after he got hurt on the weekend. I can fuck that guy. Uh, um, I had I had noticed that Cordell got hurt and was like, "Ooh, I should look at who his replacement is and grab them." And then um, had to do adult things instead. So uh, well played, Dion, picking him up. 
Um, next up, we got Kyle at a very, very upsetting 5% to win against Eric. Um, Eric, what are you worried about here? Is there is there a worry? Of course there's worries. I'm three and seven. <laughs> um, I'm worried that Cordero Patterson doesn't play or even worse, does play and gets 20% of the snaps and does nothing. Um, but I mean, frankly, it's not like I have great other options. So that might still be the best running back for my team for the week. Uh, yeah, I don't know. There's a, you know, McNichols is in like concussion protocol, right? Is he now? I haven't looked. It's been rough. I didn't even watch football last weekend, to be honest with you. So Russ, not playing, likely not playing in the snow, but also in Seattle against Arizona. Hopefully he can bounce back, but. I, I I'm not hopefully he can bounce back. Fuck that guy. What do you think happened to the pin? Do you think they took it off the wall after the this board performance? I don't know. So historically, Seattle owns Arizona in that division. There's kind of that like little rock, paper, scissors thing of um, San Francisco owning the Rams, the Rams owning the Seahawks, the Seahawks owning the Cardinals. Uh, so I feel okay about that situation. Maybe that'll finally come to pass here, but uh especially if Kyler doesn't play. But in any case, like, I think I will win. I feel good about my chances, but it's still, you know, I could very easily see it go the other way. Also, Kyle's 5% win thing. He's got two players on by that he hasn't moved out of his lineup yet. I might be looking really down the barrel better. of Sammy Watkins here. So Yeah, he doesn't have a lot of options to put in because he's rostering a defense and a kicker <laughs> and a tight end. So, <laughs> um, yeah. I don't know what he's going to do there. Um, I don't imagine his team's going to get that much better unless he finds someone on the waiver wire. So I'm going to I'm going to take Eric here. I'm also okay. going to take Eric. AJ Brown and DeAndre Swift are the only people I can see putting up like any sort of meaningful points, and I just don't think that's going to be enough. Yeah, sorry, Kyle. It's going to be a, a queen sleep for Eric in the uh, SSFL predictions. You can say a queen sleep. Yeah, that's what I heard. I, I heard know. queen sleep too. <laughs> <laughs> I've, had, I've had one beer i'm drunk uh i'm just gonna edit it so that i say a clean sweep clean sweep clean sweep so unique new york guys can suck it red leather yellow leather <laughs> uh, next up uh we've got james and kevin kevin paint me a word picture because i can't words apparently um i don't know i i i feel fine about this week like realistically my team's been okay when Rodgers isn't sewering it like that really is kind of the consistency between week one and the last few weeks so um I'm hoping Rodgers and Adams get back on the winning track divisional game Minnesota they stink uh Damian Harris is back and he should be the big dog in that uh running attack which Anthony was the benefit of two touchdowns last week um and then, yeah, I don't know. Mike Gesicki better catch a pass to get thrown his way in better than last week. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I feel fine. You're going to take yourself? I will. Somebody has to. Uh, somebody has to, but it's not going to be me. I'm liking the look of James's team. I think Jonathan Taylor's going to have a tougher time against Buffalo, but he still just looks very, very good. And... Um, I have no faith in Rodgers. Maybe he'll like sneak into the locker rooms on uh, Saturday and cough on everyone. But I'm going James. Uh, yeah, I'm going to take James here. He's absolutely rolling four wins in a row. He's got the best player in fantasy right now. Um, and just an all around, I think, uh, quite a quite a consistent, reliable team. So sorry, Kev. That's all right. Uh, I think I'm going to go Thanks. Kevin, actually, because uh, Antonio Gibson and Jonathan Taylor both have pretty rough matchups this week. And I think that could be a down week for James's team here. How do you feel about Tannehill? Uh, like, he's got a great matchup, but uh, I don't know. I could also just see that team, like, a great matchup for Tannehill could still be 20 points. You know, it's not necessarily <laughs> going to be 40. Yeah. Great matchup for a pretty aggressively medium quarterback. 
yeah, like that's the kind of team that if it's a great matchup, they'll get up by 10 and then run the ball for three quarters. Fair enough. Uh, next up, we got a very spicy divisional game, like we mentioned, with Shar and Brandon. Brandon currently way ahead in the favorites, but Shar has a couple key people on by, including offensive blowjobs. <laughs> which are they offensive? Like they offend people, or getting, are they offensive? You're getting shit like talked the, best the whole time. Is a good defense. <laughs> <laughs> No, I think like he uses it as like aggressively. Like these are offensive blowjobs. <laughs> the, the, the fact that, you know, this is a podcast and everyone else can't see you move your head back and forth as you say aggressively, really, <laughs> it loses something. Well, maybe we got to move to podcast at some point, you know, put this on YouTube. No, please. I honestly didn't even think that it could be interpreted as like, offensive like on on offense i didn't i just i thought they were offensive like stop they're you're offending me that's so like i didn't know what that meant but that's the that's the way i read it i assume lots of teeth <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. oh no okay um, i'm taking brandon let's move on i'm taking char because it never fails <laughs> I'm also taking Brandon. Uh, I like the look of his team. And I want to see Kirk Cousins just shit on Green Bay because fuck Green Bay at this point. And uh, that's all I got. Is uh, Alvin Kamara back yet? Or is he out this week again? Do we know? He was practicing this week. So I expect him to be back in some capacity. I actually like sharing our team this week. It's got some juicy matchups here, actually. It does. Uh, yeah, taking Char because it would also benefit me, and that's how I make. Brandon's also missing Aaron Jones, <laughs> so his running back yes. scores Michael Carter and James Conner, and I mean James Conner has been unbelievable the last like four weeks for what he is. So I mean I would bet against that continuing. Hmm. This is a tough one to call. A good fifty-fifty uh, split split should make a good difference with our um, podcast predictions race. Where uh, I forgot to mention, but I smoked you guys last week. So, well, well, uh, moving on, we got uh, Tony and Harsh. Um, A clean ish 56 44 split right now. Um, Shar looking to maybe redeem himself after a couple of pretty bad weeks. Tony, how's he going to beat you? Um, Yeah, I mean, he's got McCaffrey back. Uh, and so that always helps. Justin Jefferson is playing really well. And I, I kind of feel like Darren Waller's due for another 19 target game. So those would be the three players that give me a little bit of the spookies. He has a lot um, of people in bright or in light blue jerseys. Other oh, half Rams and half Panthers. <laughs> yeah. Yes, he does. That's throwing me off. Um, yeah. I mean, I have decisions to be made. Um, I got cup on by as well, you know, you know, it's so, um, but I'm really like, I, I really want to play AJ Dillon and um, I don't know who to, who to sub out from. So right now I'm taking out Eckler. He's been good, but a little bit mediocre. And I think Pittsburgh's a good defense. And I, I just feel like AJ Dillon has more upside than Eckler at this point. Um yeah, I mean, it's a luxury. Don't get me wrong. It is a luxury. I think you should start Adrian Peterson. You know, you fought so hard for him. He needs his moment <laughs> in the sun. Uh, he's so bad. He's so bad. Uh, I'm going to go, Tony. I think you've just got horseshoes up your ass this season, and that doesn't seem like it's going to slow down anytime soon. What's even more difficult is that, is Damien Harris, like, actually – gonna play tomorrow you're still in concussion protocol they cleared right? him and so they, they cleared him they he practiced today did they they, did they can't clear they the can't protocol clear, he can't practice without clearing protocol for concussion no that's not true because he practiced on tuesday and he was just wearing a like a helmet thing and i remember reading a news report saying he hadn't cleared but he was just like out there he's yeah, playing i thought that's what i thought he was playing uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah no uh he is he is officially cleared as of eight hours ago yeah. so Oh yeah, no, I, that's one less decision for me. But um, anyway, yeah, I, I mean, 
Yeah, I'm going to take myself, obviously, but it's it should be a bit of a dogfight here. Okay. Um, Eric, which way are you going? Uh, I'm probably going to Anthony as well, but I'm actually looking forward to this one. Sunday night sweats will be fun on this one. You've got the Chargers stack for Harsh versus the Najee Harris-Pittsburgh defense stack for Anthony. It's like I love the whole when you have a quarterback playing against the other person's defense thing mm-hmm. and touchdowns go count for double early in the game. Oof. Big swings. Okay. Uh, Kevin, which way are you go? I'm going to take Anthony. Um, tough Pittsburgh defense on the Sunday night with Justin Herbert and Mike Williams has been pretty terrible and is like half banged up. And I had that guy in a dynasty league and watched him for four years play at 50%. It's not terrific. Um, I will say, Anthony, your team is very good in the running back. But if you get one injury at the wide receiver, I am surprised you you elected to go that heavy in the running back. I mean, what? Yeah, that's just my philosophy overall. I can, I'm sure I could pick someone up on the waiver wire to catch five passes for 60 yards at wide receiver. I mean, it's not not difficult to do. All right. All right. What, uh, what would you like realistically though? Like, um, would you bench AJ Dillon for Austin Eckler? Or am I overthinking this? Fuck you. I don't think you're overthinking okay. it. AJ Dillon's a monster that like the, the runs yeah. he's, he had against Seattle last week, dragging Bobby Wagner across the goal line and like running through guys. And now Aaron Jones is gone. Like there's no reason for them not to feature him. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. And like, I'm, I was looking at some rankings and just going back to like a discussion we had, I think last week about group thinking stuff. And like, I feel like AJ Dillon is not ranked high enough. And Austin Eckler is getting like a lot of love just because of what he was like to start the year. He's kind of just been a little bit mediocre, to be honest. Um, and that whole offense has. And so like, I don't know. I just feel like, um, yeah, I don't know. I, I totally agree. Also, I think if I was to rank your running backs this week in the order that I would add them to your lineup, it would be AJ Dillon and Ezekiel Elliott as your one, two. Mm-hmm. And then I would have to make a decision between Najee and Eckler, which would basically yeah. be a game, a game script decision of how do you think the game's going to go? And yeah. like, I know that the chargers have kind of been frauds, but Pittsburgh also sucks and it's in yeah. LA. And so I might actually go Eckler because the chances that the Pittsburgh gets down is higher. Yeah. I think um, Najee has a, obviously the lower floor just because he, he gets so much volume. But I was actually thinking about that too, Eric, to bench him this week um, for more upside from Eckler. But also Najee played five quarters last week in that tie. He had like 30 touches. Mm. And I think sometimes they overcorrect a little bit to give their guys a rest. Like I, I wonder if, if he doesn't get like his usual workload. Um but uh, yeah, that's a decision I'm going to have to make. At least they both play Sunday night. So I can yeah, so that was gonna be my question. Yeah. Like, so if you're going into Sunday night and you are looking like you need a monster game, do you make a switch? Yeah, probably. I think Eckler has higher. I think he has a higher ceiling. Um, I don't know, though. That's that's actually kind of tricky. I don't know. Because then on the other hand, you could look at it as like it's a hedge against Herbert because if Herbert's yeah. throwing balls and Eckler catches a bunch of them, then you... That's exactly what I was thinking too. Yeah. Yeah. Must be huh. fun to make these kind of decisions. Man. <laughs> Intricacies of... Uh, yeah, I know. I know. I'm, I'm going to bench a, a monster running back. Sigh. Yeah, must be nice. All right. Uh, rounding it out, we got Kenny versus Tyler. Um couple notable buys not really Matt Stafford on by oh boy did he look bad last week and Tyler Higby also does yeah, Tyler Higby's name remind you of the laugh that the doctor does in um the Simpsons they're like because <laughs> his name is Dr. Hibbert I think so but yeah. his laugh just I don't know I see it here Higby and I hear the laugh that's my I always, contribution. I just think Eleanor Rigby every time. I see <laughs> We're all over the map. Um, I'm just going to take Kenny and not justify it or do anything because I don't really have a lot to add. Okay, Tyler changing Dallas Goddard's nickname to Got Hurt 20 minutes after the injury was amazing. <laughs> He definitely has the, the meme game on point. 
Yeah, he's got great sure. nicknames. Um, I think with Javante Williams on bye, that's tough for Tyler. Um, but he does have big game potential. Joe Burrow, Kamara's coming back. CD Lamb at KC. Um, yeah. Uh, oh man, this is a tight one. What it are the sleeper odds? Oh, 53 thing, 47. Yeah. Was very wow. Tight. You got the Burrow and Damn. Chase cancellation, too. Oh, yeah, that's true. And I'm gonna, Chase Claypool is due for a monster game at some point. Here. That's exactly what I was thinking too. So I'm gonna, you convince me. I'm gonna go. Uh, I mean, I'm gonna take uh, Tyler. Is Chase Claypool due for a monster game? Like, what out of that Pittsburgh offense, like remotely says that Chase? I don't know. What about? I don't know. Just because last quarterback makes you think anyone's gonna have a monster yeah. game with the fucking. Well, just because last year, last year Chase Claypool's season was like three games and then a <laughs> bunch of stuff, and so. Eventually, I just assume he'll have a three-touchdown week. and Fair. Yeah. That is one of the reasons that the NFL is awesome, that, like, a team like Pittsburgh can, like, survive and be, like, mediocre with a guy playing quarterback the way Ben Roethlisberger does, who plays the same position <laughs> as Patrick Mahomes. And then there's, like, Tennessee <laughs> that has, like, Derrick Henry and says we're going to run the ball, like, a hundred times. Like, that's pretty cool. Um, I agree this is really close, but I am going to take uh, Tyler because I think he does have, like Anthony said, the higher potential for his guys to go off. Eric? Uh, yeah, I think I'm going Tyler as well, actually. Okay, last matchup of the week. Uh, Jay and Mike. Um, I really like the look of Jay's team, assuming that Chubb is coming back. I thought Chubb was vaccinated. He is vaccinated. But he's sure. taken a long time to pop off two negative tests. Mm-hmm. But like Brady against the Giants, like the Giants defense is kind of doo-doo, right? Better in their it's offense. Frisky. <laughs> yeah uh dalvin cook is dalvin cook mm-hmm. how about this you want to talk about canceling things out he's got brady throwing to fournette and mike evans that's oh interesting God. why would anybody want that on their team <laughs> <laughs> it just might work out this week though which is kind of funny but, which is kind of sick and no, twisted. What, what's sick and twisted is that mike has both Fucking JD McKissick and Terry McLaurin and Leonard Fournette and Mike Evans. So he's got the <laughs> double double stack going on. I think I figured it out. I think I figured it out. Mike has limited time. He wants to watch fewer football games. <laughs> okay, well let's look at it. Actually, that not one, a bad guess. <laughs> Washington up against Carolina. Favored for Washington? Probably not. No, definitely no. not. That's going to be a tough game, isn't it? It's going to be a very yes. quick game because Cam Newton's going to play, so they're going to run the ball like 50 times. And then um, Tampa Bay at the Giants. I think that is – like Tampa Bay seems pretty – It's a get-right game for the for the box. They should go out and hang 40 points on the Giants, really. Yeah. There is a situation where Brady throws two touchdowns to Mike Evans and Fournette runs the rest of the game. And, mm-hmm. and maybe runs one in, and that's all Brady does. And that would severely limit Jay's chances. That situation 100% exists, which right. is why well, I'm taking then, Mike. And then on top of that, Josh Allen goes out and puts up a 40-point week against yep. Indianapolis, which is very possible. And, you know, you can see it. I, mm-hmm. I've been convinced. I think looking at Jay's team in isolation, I feel really good about it. But, like, Mike has all these, like, just just bullshit. <laughs> yeah, I'm taking Mike. This is a tip. You've sold me. This is a tip to tail week. We start off on Thursday night with Justin with the special teams, with the kicker and the defense, and it's ending with a guaranteed Monday night sweats with that Tampa Bay game that we're talking about. So unless there's a complete yeah. blowout either way, we're looking at a, at a good one we're all going to be messaging about on Monday night. He's also huh. got the Bucks defense and as well. And Kenny G's um, playing so it, too. It, it, yeah. Oh so my if god. They're getting killed, like, oh my god. <laughs> like this is gonna be good. I just hope it's close enough that that game's relevant. It will be almost certainly be relevant. One I'm way taking or another, Mike. I'm taking Mike. This has spoiler written all over it. <laughs> <laughs> 
I told you, I said that when we were looking at the matchups. Like, Mike has a couple really good opportunities to do some dream crushing. And I think it starts here. That. Eric, which way are you going? Are you uh, going to take the uh, safe bet? Or have you drink I don't know. So, like, going into this conversation, I was definitely going to take Justin. And especially when someone pointed out the Washington against Carolina. I think that was you, Brendan. But now I'm just like, I don't know. Justin's receivers just really don't do it for me. And if Nick Chubb doesn't come back, I feel like the hedge is Mike. I, so I'm going Mike. Okay. Okay. Wow. Uh, that that is going to be an exciting Monday night game. That should be a, mm-hmm. a good one to 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 watch and to sweat along. Um, survivor pool check in. Tony, you're dead, aren't you? Yep. Everyone. The whole podcast is dead. I think, right? Even Justin. Yep. Yeah. Fucking Ravens. <laughs> Lamar buried me. After I've been trashing them all year, and uh, it just is so poetic, you know. They call that the full Prescott. <laughs> I also made the mistake of taking, I got fucked by the Cowboys, obviously. And then, of course, I played Dion the next week when he's got Dak, and just Dak just went off. And that was very poetic, and I didn't appreciate any of his text messages. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Uh, Speaking of survivor pool, Kevin, I tried sending you the money again, and it again returned it to me on the e-transfer. We got to figure. I know that. Out. I know I have to. Okay, we can figure that out offline. Let's uh, let's cut it here at a nice round uh, ten o'clock, and we'll see you back next week for some more one, um, spicy takes. One tiny little thing. I would love for us to pick draft order for next year in a more interesting way. And we're never going to be able to get everybody in one room. So I would like to propose we just do like a March Madness bracket or something for draft order going into next year. I think that my impression of that is that if you, if anyone, if anyone at all were to organize anything and say, this is how we're doing it, everyone else would participate. Yeah, hundred percent. It's, there, it's there, Sorry, go ahead. It's literally just momentum. And it's like, yeah, we should definitely do that. And then everyone else, like everyone just gets like busy or forgets about it. But I am a hundred percent in this year was particularly tough because of COVID and nothing was like allowed to happen. So yeah, no, hundred percent. If you want to spearhead something by all means, go ahead. I also would bet money that I have the best March madness, highest March madness placement of anyone in the league. So um, yeah, let's do it. Don't know what to make of that. Arbitrary I, statement. Eric, when you say the March Madness bracket, like, do you mean we randomly get teams assigned to us, or do we like the highest, like, inverse order? No, I was, yeah, I was gonna say like pick teams. So you could st- strategically pick all the teams you think are gonna lose and try to get the 12s or the 14 draft position. Like, I think let's it makes go, it more Marquette. Interesting yeah. I want some good Utah basketball, some six foot five lanky white dudes, two footing jump stop, fake a pass to make us pass. Uh, yeah, I like it. I'm in for it. I like March okay. Madness. It's a lot of fun. All right. We'll see you all in week uh week twelve right. and good luck. Good luck, guys. See ya. See ya.